Voyage. This is Special Agent in Charge Eric Roman. It is uh, 9.37 a.m., and this is a new recording, technically recording four, pertaining to Richard Rico Sanders. We presumed our investigation into Rico had concluded when he received immunity in exchange for his testimony. The information Rico provided to the FBI decimated his former employer, Frank Litvak's criminal organization. Rico refused our offer of witness protection. We thought he might leave town, but he stayed. And not long after, several events of note occurred. First, three Litvak associates got out on bail pending their trials. These men had strong reasons to be upset with Rico. Not long after making bail, they disappeared. Rico's involvement in any crime of any kind would violate the terms of his immunity deal. He'd go to prison for life. Rico had long since made a permanent habit of talking only on prepaid cell phones, but attorney Paul Elliott had kept the same phone he brought into our office when he negotiated Rico's deal with the FBI. We asked Paul to check his phone at security, where it was infected with a form of spyware that allowed us to record audio from it at any time. Rico continued his association with Paul. Paul and Rico had several conversations that piqued our interest over the weeks of surveillance. The first was just a moment in time, just enough to know something strange had happened. Leave your goddamn phone in the car. It's off. I don't care. The next exchange we tracked between the men was after Rico had been hospitalized with several gunshot wounds. What'd you tell him? Hey, don't worry about it. Gene send you here? Go back and tell her I'm all right. <laughs> Are you? Their encounters continued. Paul Elliott's defense of Lamar Hill, a young man accused of the attempted murder of a police officer, had been front page news for months. Paul had implied to the media that he suspected jury tampering. Rico visited Paul as the jury was deliberating. Kid do it? That door was locked. When did you get out of the hospital? Did he? No. How do you know? He told me. Then you don't know. You want to see the pictures? What he looked like after? The cop didn't look great either. Sure. One black guy and it's attempted murder. Still, two guys bruised up. Both say the other did it. How can you be so sure? Because once a black man makes the choice to hit a white cop, he knows he might die for that decision. If he's gone that far, he's not stopping at a black eye. And you really think someone got to the jury? The cops connected. Father's a judge. Uncle's a senator. A lot of money behind him. I know other guys on the force. Honest cops. They told me anything's possible on this one. You know the kid? I know his father. He's a community activist now. But he wasn't always. This cop... He'd had run-ins with the father years before. Just threw the grudge off onto the son. What would you put on it? How do you mean? Tell me how confident you are. Would you put Evelyn on it? What are you saying? If you had to, gun to your head, you're wrong, Evelyn's gone, would you put Evelyn on it, that this kid is innocent? Yes. Okay, then. Rico and Paul met again. The afternoon, they were both scheduled to be questioned by me at the FBI field office in Chicago. Shortly prior, 
a court official spotted Rico leaving the hotel where the jurors were supposed to be sequestered. The jury came back afterwards. Paul's client was found not guilty. The city erupted. When you gonna stop doing that? When <laughs> you stop clenching. I didn't ask for your help. Who said I helped you? Am I supposed to say thank you? For what? Okay. Look, about this other thing, there are ramifications to this. I'm an officer of the court. I have to tell the truth in there. Well, that's fine. If I'm asked, I won't lie. Good. They might not see it the same way you do. That's true. Why are you so calm? Getting pissed never did me much good. You think they're not going to notice? I think we better get in there before you have an aneurysm. Good afternoon. Hi. Would you like a glass of water or a soda or something? No. Ginger ale. I'll see what we can scrape up. Ginger ale? Don't say anything unless you directly asked. You forget which one of us is the lawyer? Do you know the current whereabouts of Vic Brancato, Keith Ferrito, and J.B. Stanaway? No. What happened to your shoulder? I got shot. You got the hospital records. Tell me in your own words. Like I told Chicago PD at the hospital, some guys in mass shot me. You're a very unlucky man. <laughs> Don't I know it. Do you know who these men were, Paul? The men who shot Rico? No. And they escaped? I wasn't there. How would I know? Rico, why are you still in Chicago? I like it here. I didn't think you two ever be seen together again, Paul. No comment on that? My association with Rico was to negotiate the terms of his immunity deal. You called us here at the same time today. Doesn't mean you had to take the same car. Congratulations on the Hill case, by the way. Thank you. You were pretty vocal with the press about the jury being tampered with. I never said there was jury tampering. What is that, some kind of legal thing? You're not on the stand, Counselor. You know what you said. Jury tampering's a serious accusation, even if you just implied it. Accusing a young man of assaulting you after breaking six of his ribs is pretty serious, too. I have no position on the case, apart from asking if Rico affected the jury. Rico was seen by courthouse staff leaving the hotel the jury was sequestered in. That's all I know. Don't know what he was doing there? I have the same information that I'm sure you do. What about it, Rico? Someone fixed that jury and you unfixed it? They were deadlocked for days before you were there. <laughs> I just dig the continental breakfast, baby. We have an agent with a degree in mathematics. He tallied up your sentence if you broke the terms of the immunity deal. I believe the grand total was 142 years. Simpler just to say life, though. Think Gene would wait that long? You got anything else? Oh, there'll be more. So, no, then. I'm not worried about him leaving Chicago, but I'll say to you, Mr. Elliot, please stay in town. We're gonna speak again soon.
Ginger ale was flat. What do you know, and what can you prove? The difference between the two is police work. It was clear our best shot was to focus on Paul Elliott. His phone remained a valuable surveillance tool. Ginger ale. At least have a real drink with me? I think we've earned it. I like ginger ale. I think we're in the clear. I don't want to know how you did it, but... You don't know that I did anything. Technically. Come on. Hypothetically. Not even this. Just any time you need to change someone's mind, how do you go about it? Hypothetically, if someone were in a situation where they needed to convince someone else, it's just about intention. Even if they're highly motivated against you? Doesn't matter. Money? Threats? No. Then? Take a regular person. Shit. Someone like you before we met. <laughs> Think you're safe. But anyone with an internet connection and half a brain can find you in about 45 seconds. And even the most miserable bastards on the planet got something or someone they care about. There's a bubble. People are happy inside that bubble where they think life can't get truly ugly. All it takes is one peek outside that bubble. You don't even have to say it out loud. It's your intention. No atheists in a foxhole, right? The same idea. People suddenly do the right thing real quick. Who decides what the right thing is? Well, for me, most of my life, that would be whoever's paying me. Up to a point. What about now? Innocent kid was found not guilty. That's a win all around. That's all you need to know. Why help me? Stop talking so much. Like someone is really listening. It's over. Is it because I saved your life? You repaid that debt and then some. You didn't owe me anything. Hawaiians got this word, uh, pono. There's no exact translation for it in English. Living pono means living righteously. Seems kind of obvious to most people, I guess. I don't know, sometimes you need to hear the same thing a different way before it sinks in. This can't happen again. Nothing happened, so nothing will happen again. Got any other innocent people? Short of Paul deciding to bring Rico up again to Evelyn, or anyone else in his life, it seemed our surveillance was stymied. Rico wouldn't relax, even in conversations he had to think were totally private. And he clearly made a point to give Paul plausible deniability. Paul couldn't confess to things he didn't know. Our only hope was to keep watching, because Paul did have other clients, and it was hard not to think Rico might now have a hand in helping them, too. Mahalo with a Bullet is a production of Voyage Media. The show is produced by Nat Mundell, Robert Midas, and Dan Benmore. Editing and sound design by Andreas Koka. Music by Derlis Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere you're listening. This helps more people discover the show. And subscribe now for future episodes. If you're interested in hearing more of Rico's story, you can check out Pigeon Blood Red, the novel this series is based on. 
written by Ed Duncan on Amazon. A link is in the show notes.